welcome back to the Dean's Data Depot. Today is October 14th and the second leg of the MLB Playoff Bonanza as we look ahead at the ALCS and NLCS series. For a quick recap of the playoffs so far, the Red Sox and Dodgers were victorious in the wildcard rounds after being favored in the simulation. In the LDS round, the Red Sox were once again the winners knocking off the defending AL champs Tampa Bay Rays and will play Houston in the ALCS this year. San Francisco and LA are headed to a fifth game tonight and the winner will play Atlanta in the NLCS. The simulation correctly predicted the Astros and Braves to advance and favors the Dodgers against the Giants. Championship Series where the Houston Astros are predicted to be the kings of the AL once again and as for the NLCS the simulation favored the Dodgers over the Braves if that was to be the matchup but narrowly likes Atlanta over the top seeded San Francisco Giants. Now diving into the ALCS matchup. The Houston Astros won the, seasons, won the series in 68.9% of simulations and are matching up against a, a Boston team that they have faced seven times so far this season. The Astros won the series 5-2, dropping one game both at home and away. This is also the third time that these two teams will face in the postseason, all of their matchups coming in the last five seasons. Returning once more to the big board, where we, where we will take a look into each of the possible NLC matchups, NLCS matchups after tonight, starting here with the Atlanta Braves playing host to the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Dodgers are the favorites in this matchup by a roughly 65 to 35 margin. The six games were evenly split between both venues, and the results were split in favor of the Dodgers. LA dropped the series in Atlanta 2-1, but swept the Braves when they visited Dodger Stadium. The postseason history between these two teams dates back to 1996 when Atlanta topped Los Angeles in a 3-0 sweep in the NLDS. The matchup came back to life in the 2010s, both times though the series went in favor of the Dodgers, who recorded 3-1 NLDS victories in 2013 and 2018. Should the home team Giants win tonight to knock off LA, they would play host to the Braves in games 1-2-5-7 and 7 in the NLCS. However, they are projected to lose narrowly in what could shape up to be a very interesting NLCS. This potential matchup is slated to be the closest matchup of all playoff matchups that have been simulated so far, with the Braves winning 51.1% of the matchups, a slim edge over the 107-win Giants. Similar to the LA matchup, the Braves played three games at home and three games on the road versus San Francisco. The series was also split evenly, with each team winning two home games and one away game over the six-game series. These two teams have faced off twice in the postseason, once in 2002 and once in 2010. The Giants won both matchups, which both took place in the divisional series round. Each team scored eight runs during the regular season series in San Francisco, but the Braves outscored the Giants 15-10 in their series win at home in late August, giving them a, fit, a, a slight edge over the NL best record Giants. Alas, the NLCS finalized matchup has to wait as the Dodgers travel once more to San Francisco to try and pull off the upset, and the Giants try to reach their first NLCS since 2014, with the, with the model projects each team to have a very different championship experience. Hello and welcome to the Dean's Data Depot. My name is Jeffrey Dean. And my name is Mason Dean. And today is October 17th. Today we'll review the uh, ALDS and the NLDS and then you take a look at the ongoing championship series and also what this is going to mean for the World Series. So let's start with what might presume to be a large upset. The simulation got it correct, but the Atlanta Braves 
beating the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, I was really surprised by this. I thought that the Brewers would be very successful considering their starting pitcher depth. Corbin Burns pitched very well in game one, but other than that, just the Brewers could not score runs. Except for Rowdy Telez, they only manufactured two runs, which is a problem. The only Brewer with an with an extra base, a home run, was Rowdy Telez, and they just could not score any runs, which resulted in them losing in four games. Right, well, and after a 2-1 victory in game one, they got shut out at home and then traveled to Atlanta, where they had struggled during the regular season. And the Brewer, and the Brewers were unable to take any games that, uh, in Atlanta. And, yeah, that ultimately cost them the series. And you, you talk about, you know, inability to manufacture runs. The, all of the games were incredibly close. You had two one-run games. Um, and then you had a pair of 3-0 shutouts, both by the Braves. And that's all she wrote for, for, for that series. Yeah, what do you think is in the future for the Brewers? Do you think they should go for more starting pitching that is successful in the regular season? Or do you think they should try, try and get an impact that that might not be as beneficial during the regular season, but to help them in the postseason? I am. I would go with a more impactful bat. Um, you know, talk about manufacturing runs, and that's really has been the difference maker for a lot of teams in the playoffs. the The Rays just were not able to to score enough runs. They gave, and you know, despite scoring at least four runs in all of their games, you know, the pitching. The, the, the Red Sox ability to score runs, they put up six, six, and fourteen in their three wins. That made a huge difference. The Dodgers ability to score runs also made a huge difference. Seven runs in a series tying game four and an, and nine runs in a series tying game two. Those were able to keep them in that series. And you know, in the in the Houston and Chicago series, you had massive amounts of runs being scored. Six by the Astros, then nine by the Astros, 12 by the White Sox, and 10 by the Astros. So the winners scoring all those runs, I think an impact bat would definitely do the Brewers some good. What about you? Yeah, I would agree. They have three great starting pitchers, all with an under 2-5 ERA. But once you get to the postseason, if you can't score, then... It's hard to pitch knowing that if you let up one run, you're going to lose. So I think if they go get one of the premier shortstops, kick Willie Adamas either to second or to third, and I think that they'll have a real chance of making it to the World Series next year. Yeah, I mean, and they, they've they struggled to advance past into the World Series, and this is, you know, being able to get an impact bad and somebody who you can, you know when they come up, they are a have a good shot to to put your team on the board will really, really help this that Milwaukee team. And, you know, another upset, we both picked the Rays to go to the World Series, but they lost in four games to division rival Boston. What do you think went wrong for Tampa Bay? I think the Rays, they just couldn't score enough runs considering their pitching was just not good enough. In the regular season, they had the philosophy that there's no starters and relievers, it's just outs, and that works in the regular season, but once you get to the postseason and you have to use 10 pitchers, 
in a game, that's really a problem. In the game three that went 13 innings, the Rays had pitchers go two innings, point two innings, 1.1, 1, 1, 1, 1.1, 1.2, 2, and 1.1. That's just a lot of pitchers to throw not that many innings, and when you have to just keep opening the bullpen door, it just taxes your bullpen for later games. Yeah, and do you think that resulted in two consecutive walk-off wins to shut the door on Tampa Bay season? Yeah, the people they had pitching at the end is not who the Rays would have wanted to be pitching, and that just that's that happened because the Rays had used their high relief high leverage relievers to back in back-to-back games because they just didn't have enough pitching to fill the innings. Interesting. So moving to the other ALDS series, outside of a 12 to six to 12 loss in game three, Houston really ran, ran the table against Chicago in that series. Was, was Chicago's, you know, who had really great pitching all season long, were they just unable to shut the Astros down, or were was it a factor of the Astros just being that much better? I think it's just the Astros are just such a good offensive team. Their first five hitters all hit above 400 for the series, and when you just can't get the top of the order out and they're just producing runs every time they come up, it's just a problem. And the White Sox, who we talked about all year how good their offense was, it really struggled. Yeah, they in the series deciding the you know the final game of the series, they only scored one run. They had that twelve run explosion in game three, but only scored four runs and one run in games two and one, respectively. So, like we talked about with the Brewers, an inability to score runs really cost them in that one. What do you think their moves are going forward? So they have a lot of people coming back. I think what they need is they need another outfielder. In that last game for the outfield, they didn't have very name-brand players. They had Adam Engel having to go in and Lori Garcia, who I've never heard of. If they could get another premier outfielder, I think that would really help them. They have Right now in the outfield, they have a bunch of offensive first, and they're just there's a lot of bad defense interesting so now moving across the nl once again for perhaps the most exciting series of the uh of the round the dodgers winning in five games and an exciting 2-1 finale over the giants do you think this this series lived up to the hype i think it did having the last pitch come down to a check swing that was called a swing, even though most people thought it wasn't a swing. That's as close as you can get. The tying run was on base, and the winning run was at the plate. Do you think he went around? No, he did not go around. Anyone that looked at the replay, when you can tell, he like his wrist never crossed, and the, the barrel of the bat never crossed the front of the plate. Yeah, interesting. Close call for sure, and an overall very close series we talk about the do you think this was an inability to score runs or a sheer dominance of pitching you had the a nine to two win in game two and a four a nine to two win by the dodgers in game two and a seven to two win in game four but other than that all of the other games were 
a combined four runs or less. I think it's just the sheer dominance of those pitchers. Like, they both won more than 100 games because their starters and bullpen is very good. The Dodgers are just sending out guys out of the bullpen that just throw nasty stuff. And the Giants, Logan Webb, Logan Webb really burst on the scene. I didn't see much of him, but he had two seven-inning, one-run gems this series, which I think will really set the Giants up next year. Yeah, Webb, seven innings pitched, four hits, only one earned run, one walk, and seven Ks in that series finale. Camilo Doval giving up the winning run in the top of the ninth. Huge game, game seven win for the Dodgers, who now moved to go to Atlanta and lost the first game. Yeah, that was really surprising. There was the bad base running by Chris Taylor. And I think it just shows that even though the Braves only won 86 games and the Dodgers won 106, that every MLB team that's in the playoffs, they are very good and they can beat anybody on any day. And I think that Dave Roberts' idea of doing a bullpen game doesn't make much sense. They started the year with like eight starting pitchers. I think that if they don't win today with Max Scherzer, then the Dodgers are in a very big hole. Do you think the the Braves are for real? Uh, no. Like, they they hit against nine different Dodgers pitchers, and I think that Max Scherzer will, Max Scherzer will probably shut them down, and so will Walker Bueller. And if you can't win, if you can't beat Max Scherzer and Walker Bueller, then you can't win a seven-game series. Interesting, because... You know, they, they beat the Dodgers. Who The Dodgers really had Atlanta's number early in the season. I think they won four of six against... Uh, the Dodgers won four of six against Atlanta. And to drop this first game, I you know, for an 88-win team, I think they're definitely proving their worth. Yeah, it was... There was a lot of talk about how the Dodgers and Giants shouldn't play in the NLDS because they had the most wins in the MLB. But... The Braves did come out ready to play, and they're up 1-0, and we'll see what happens tonight. Yeah, and uh, and then seeing if uh, the Dodgers can tie up that series, and the AL, the, the ALCS is tied as well. A 5-4 win by the Ashes in Game 1, followed up by a 9-5 win by the Red Sox in Game 2 yesterday. Who do you think takes this one in a tie in this tied series i think it will be the red sox because the astros have had their starting pitchers go a combined 2.1 innings throughout the first two games and their bullpen is just super taxed like yesterday even though they lost they still used jake odorizzi which is supposed to be a starter and three other pitchers which is not good considering that the red sox just had to use Nathan Evaldi for only 80 pitches and then four very low-leverage relievers that they don't use in close games. Yeah, the, you're, I mean, and you're right about the... What, is it a stra- Do you think it is a strategy thing, or do you think it's a... In it, like, you know, obviously in Game 2, the a- Astros star, starter, uh, Louis Garcia, you know, one-inning pitched two hits, five earned runs and three walks, only two strikeouts. Do you think, you know, in game one, it was by design that their pitchers did not only went two and two and two thirds. 
No, I think that they're trying to have their starters go more innings. I think Louis Garcia, he definitely injured himself. You could see the below drop as the inning went on, and that's just a bad sign for MLB starting pitcher. And Framber Valdez, they would love for him to go five innings. Over the very regular season in the second half, he was pitching extremely, extremely well with an under three ERA to close the season. They were hoping he'd go five innings pitched around two or in run. Interesting. Well, we'll have to see uh, what how this goes in the as the series progresses and if they are able to con- to continue to you know if they'll be able to stretch their their pitchers out longer. So, who do you think is you think the Red Sox will will represent the AL in the World Series? Who do you think is going to punch their NL ticket? I think will be the Dodgers. I've doubted them all season, but. Just watching them in the NLDS, they just hit. Like they, when it comes time to Bell, Cody Bellinger struggled mightily in the regular season, hitting under 170. But he's come up big this season, and I think they just have the power bats to come through. And so, Red Sox Dodgers, who are you taking? I think I'm taking the Dodgers. The Red Sox, they Kike Hernandez is probably going to slow down. He's already hit five home runs this postseason. But I think in a seven-game series, the Dodgers just have more bullpen depth that they can just pitch their way to a World Series championship. Interesting. I am going to take the Astros and the Dodgers. And I think the Astros are going to win. I think I, I cannot say for sure that it will silence all of the naysayers who still think of them, uh, who still remember their illegal activities that won them a World Series a few years ago. I think that they proved that they are a solid ball club with or without trash cans, and I think that they'll knock off the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers have just played so much, and their pitchers will be so spent that by the time you get to a seven-game World Series, if the Astros pitching is able to right itself, that the that Houston will take another World Series. Does it concern you, though, that the Astros, their starting pitchers have gotten injured and they've had to use a lot of depth? I I think their offense is good enough that they will be able to counter the, the Dodgers' elite pitching. And I think that they will be able to get enough out of their starters that their bullpen will be able to to, to do quite well, especially if they're able to take care of business quickly against the Red Sox. Obviously, losing game two at home doesn't help that. But the Dodgers, they had a wild card game, and then they played a five-game series against a good Giants team and, you know, really had to exhaust their bullpen there. They lost game one against Atlanta, meaning they'll have to go to a, also have to go to at least five games. And I think that we, once you get to... A World Series by the end of that, the Dodgers pitching will be rather shot, and the and the um and the Astros will be able to take advantage of that. Oh, what a scene that would be if the Astros win a World Series on the Dodgers' home field after all of the hatred and trash can throwing on the fields that they experienced earlier in the season. Yes, that would be that would be quite the turn of events for sure. Um, any closing thoughts on how this postseason will end up shaping up? I think that the World Series MVP will be 
Corey Seager again. I think he's starting to find his groove. He got two hits yesterday, and I think that in the World Series he'll come through again, and he will hit three home runs. Wow. Okay. Quite a very specific um, prediction, but we'll we'll hold you to that and see see how that ends up shaping up. This has been the Dean's Data Depot. My name is Jeffrey Dean. And my name is Mason Dean. And we'll see you next week.